Radio host Jessica Olsman joins the cast of Cult Cinema Cavalcade as they begin their annual series focusing on trauma entertainment films, starting with the 1991 Class of Newcomb High sequel, Subhumanoid Meltdown. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. It is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 103. This is Troma A. This is Brandon. And as always with me is your co-hoster, Colin Bricker-Bronski. Thanks for joining us for our discussion on boobs, the motion picture. <laughs> yes, that picture. Today we're here to discuss the 1991 film, Class of Newcomb High, part two, subhumanoid meltdown. Colin, give us the gross on the film's plot. The class of Newcomb High is now in college, and Tromaville's nuclear factory has been rebuilt with newly perfected subhumanoids. When school reports a Roger Smith meets a beautiful subhumanoid named Victoria, they fall in love, but is determined to save her in face of a giant mutant squirrel, Tromy. Class of Newcomb High Part 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown is directed by Eric Luzil and stars Brick Bronski, Lisa Gay, Lisa Rowland, Michael Kurtz, and Scott Resnick. And we are here again the month of May. Tromay! And as always, as usual, and back very quickly to the show is the one, the only, Jessica A.L. Sman. It's just... Hello. My favorite time of year, Trome. Trome, yeah. And you were just on not too long ago for a pair of episodes, and you're you're back for a nice four more run. <laughs> we, I'm in it to win it. In it to win it. We, we abuse our time with you. We sure do. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You doing good? I'm doing great. Uh, um... <laughs> We haven't talked I'm to you sorry, in like. I hope quite... Colin speaks in his accents the entire time. <laughs> talk like that guy the entire podcast. We're just gonna act like it's two. We're just gonna sit back, let Colin do this as two different people, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, if we do that, Professor Holt and was it Ochre or Ochre or Dean Ochre. No, If I do that, our podcast will be mentioned in multiple suicide notes. So I don't know if I want to be responsible <laughs> yes. for that. Yes. Uh, Newcomb High, we're here to finish it off. We started just uh, like back in what? Was it February or Mar- March? Yeah, because we did the March for Allsman. That's what we that's what we did. <laughs> March to Trome. March to Trome. All's March. Yes. And we're finishing it here because they have five films, unlike Toxies 4. And a fifth Toxie coming around the corner because right after we did our episode, they announced that there was going to be a, a remake reboot of the Toxic Avenger directed by the one, the only Macon Blair, who people may know from Green Room, uh, Blue Ruin, Murder Party. He tends to pair up with uh, director Jeremy Saunier for projects a lot as they grew up together. But uh, that's a pretty exciting choice for director. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That makes me excited about a, a reboot. I'm sure Lloyd will still do a sequel whenever he can get to it. But he is part of the producing boy- force behind this new one, too. As long as a dog gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as long as this guy... Now we- okay, so now we're going to uh, Nukem High 2... Uh, which is in that same period of our favorite Toxic Avenger films, two and three. They nuke them hide two and three, and it just has that feel, doesn't it? Sure does. <laughs> it's, uh, this one comes like, on the heels like two years after Toxic Avenger two. When the whole time I watched this, and I don't know if you guys may have felt the same thing, I wondered if they broke this movie into two parts as well. I Did- don't know because the next one comes. In 1994, it felt I so like I thought the same thing, and then I looked up the date of the third one. And I was like, "Wait, 1994?" Yeah, because there is just so much narration in this film. Uh huh. It's just before the 15 minute mark that this film isn't voiceover narration anymore. Oh my God. Like we start yeah. out, we start out the film with 
uh, an, a narrator uh, recapping the original one. And then we move to our main character, Roger Smith, who then gives us the lowdown of what's going on <laughs> at Newcomb High. But it's not Newcomb High anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, they recap I, the entirety of the first movie in the first, I don't know, 10 minutes? It's something like that. Yeah. And that's all well and good. But here's the thing. Those events don't matter at all to this one. Like, it, why why recap that first movie if it doesn't matter at all? Yeah, there's the, nothing here. Like, it, this... Like, even mean, outside of, like, not being there any, being any characters, there's not even, like, any, like, thing, like, repercussions from that first one. Like, nothing. Yeah, they cleared the palette and are starting fresh. They could have called this Troma University, and no one would have even thought, this is kind of like Newcomb High. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, Troma University. That'd be great. I prefer that. Or they could just call it uh what Te- is Troma the- Technological <laughs> Te- Troma Institute of Technology, aka Tit. Tit <laughs> I mean, come on. Why not call it Not tit? false advertising, I'll tell you that. <laughs> not false advertising. How how it's a good body positive image though. Lots of variety of breasts. So. All You're kinds. Right. This makes Andy an Andy Sedaris movie look like a conservative Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I guess for, well, I was going to say for diversity, but I mean, I think they're just only white people that are, are, are topless. But hey. Oh, don't point that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, well, it's Jersey, to be fair. I mean, I'm glad you bought They filmed this in California, Yeah, this right? is in oh, California, yeah. yeah. This is like straight up Valley, Saved by the Bell vibes. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. clearly. That's that's their excuse for Super not having mean. any returning cast members is that this was filmed on the other coast. And I'm like, yeah, also it's like five years later and it's trauma. So I'm <laughs> sure they really went out of their way to try to get those old cast members back. But uh, yeah, so this film, yeah, we have the recap of the, f- the first film, which we mentioned takes too long. We then learn that the Nukamama Corporation has rebuilt the twin-towered nuclear facility with the junior college built within it. Uh, the Tromaville, in- yeah, TIT, Tromaville Institute of Technology. Uh, and there's a lot of women in bikinis at the school, punker guys accosting women, hazmat suit and guard soldiers hanging out, jamming on guitars and hitting on girls and... We also, there's a sneak peek of the Tromi the Squirrel before his uh, mutation later in the film. And we see how campus life exists with nuclear reactor life. And we get our uh, song, which is a, a Nukem High 2 song, like actually calling it Nukem High 2. So what's going on did not carry over to this film. Uh, I hope you like this song because it uh, comes up quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it was I fine. Loved it so much. It was no what's going I, on. It tells but... the story. It's like, am I watching Class of Newcomb High? Oh, wait, it's part two. They just told me. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Did I yeah. put the right one in? Oh, yep. Yep. Because if it was just called like Class of Newcomb High, it's like, okay, cool. It's like, you know, kind of a, a fun song. But you, you're putting part two in there. It's like, no. The, there, there's no question. This was written for a movie. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I was singing it after though, so it stuck in my head. Like even the most corporate like songs that are made for mu- movies, specifically written for music movies, as just a, a cash grab for money, don't even do that. Where they put which part <laughs> that it's yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, and this Ooh. totally feels like the B side to the Toxic Avenger song from Part Two, the Toxic. <laughs> and like you'd flip the record over and then, then it would be <laughs> Class of Nukem High 2. Well, the one thing missing from that Toxic Avenger song was them telling us which movie it was related to. As we are now, Body Talk's still king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still king. And it doesn't even talk about a title. <laughs> I think I think we can agree that, well, well, I'll put this up. What's the best trauma song? I think it is Body Talk. It probably is. One of my things I picked up during this opening that I loved and pays off later is there's a sign that's up on the school that says, Dolphin meat, fun to chew and good for you. I have to say, I, I have a like a, a joke I like to tell when uh, just to get a rise out of people. I think I, I thought I'd never seen this movie before, but maybe I had because I always have this joke about uh, eating dolphins to just get a rise out of people because apparently mm-hmm. that's not kosher, but you can brag about like, I ate a shark. They're like, I prefer dolphin. I'm like, oh, 
Dovin. And this is this joke's here. So maybe that's just a common joke or I picked it up from well, this movie as a kid. Well, dolphins are the rapist of the sea, so don't feel bad for eating them. Right. <laughs> so uh, we we immediately jump into an emergency, and there's pandemonium. The entire campus is like just, I call it evacuating, but they're just running random. And there's a gigantic mutant squirrel, Tromi, attacking. And of those escaping, one is campus reporter Roger Smith, played by uh, wrestler Brick Bronski, carrying his girlfriend, Victoria, and he stops to talk into his recorder, speaking to a Diane, which, ha, <laughs> Twin Peaks joke. And uh, he's pretty much oh. giving a confessional <laughs> before his world comes to an end, and he feels like he's going to lose Victoria. I know I should be reporting objectively, but I can't anymore. This time it's gotten too personal. I'm about to lose the only person, the only being that I've ever truly loved. All because of them. And we then see a station wagon crash into a bus during this. And I, I got to ask, is that the one from, like, it was it Toxic Avenger 2 or 3 when they drove the bus uh, car down the hill and blew up a bus? Like, does that <laughs> reuse footage from that? I don't Because it doesn't it look like it's in the... Okay, because it didn't look like it was in that school grounds at all. Like, it looked like it was in that canyon area where they did that. So I was like, wait, is that from, like, Toxic Avenger 2 or 3? We didn't see Toxic at the bottom of the valley or whatever, so I think we're okay. I think. <laughs> this one pulls that old, you know, tired cliche of, here's something crazy in airstream, but three days earlier type thing that trope we shift to before the events in the opening roger gives us the lowdown yes more narration of the daily goings on and culture of campus as we see a group touring the grounds of the facilities there's a gang called the squirrels led by a fat man with eat broccoli tattooed on his belly that tarries the school his name's uh yoke and uh their only the only fear of this gang is young prepubescent boys on rollerblades and then we meet professor holt uh, who has a beehive hairdo, who runs the science labs. Yeah, I just wrote like down just school facts on my notes, because it is just a just an exposition puke of, it's like, why is any of this important? And it's the, the problem of, like, every frame has to have something funny in it. Oh, yeah. You gotta have a joke. The college tour, they're dancing. Yeah. yeah. What's not to love about Tromaville? <laughs> there is, I am confident that there is something in the water, like, even yeah, nuclear before, waste. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> this was happening even though when the first Toxic Avenger came out. So I guess there's this permanent leak in the water supply that makes everyone get some kind of, I know, mania that makes them dance. Some kind of trauma mania. That's what it would be called. We know it would be. So uh, these squirrels, they, which is just like the dime storest dime store version of the gang from the last movie. Like, there's only one, like, recognizable. This is the fat guy, Yoke. Like, did it, did you, I mean, is anyone of other of these gang members stand out for anybody? Um, the big African-American woman. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, I don't know if yeah. she's in that scene. She's always dancing with her eyes, look like eyes on her boobs. Okay. Yeah, there's her and... Uh, who, uh, I remember one guy, he had a leather jacket, and he didn't wear a shirt. He no, was okay. really, he was really thin. I remember him. Yeah, he looked emo. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I just, I, they just kind of just blah to me a bit. So the, this gang squirrels, they pick on a freshman who winds up melting into some green glob, and H Professor Holt comes in and uh, nets it and bags it up, and we see Roger come into his room uh, covered in trauma posters, including the movie that this one's a sequel to. He checks his answering machine, and we find out he's a, he's a very lonely dude, desperate to get a date, via countless messages with women turning him down and telling him about their uh, sexual exploits with other dudes. Hi, Roger. It's Linda. Can't make it tonight. I'm already going out with Steve. Sorry. Better luck next time. Hi, Roger. It's Linda. I asked my friends about you, and they told me I'd be better off dating a water bug. Bye. Hi, Roger. It's Jill. Listen, I didn't have the heart to tell you, but Mark and I are going steady again, thanks to you. 
Your phone message made Mark so jealous we got back together. Now we're having sex about six times a day. Gotta go, Mark's here, and we're gonna try that position 99. And then this mutant in his dorm hall shows him the latest article in the paper that he wrote, and on the back he sees an ad for an experiment that would get him laid. So, uh, does Roger live in a porn set? Why is there spray paint (laughs) everywhere? Like, his hall looks exactly the same as his room. Squirrels own the campus, man. That's they're doing. Yeah. I guess. It's like the inside of Newcomb High before it blew up. Right. They spray painted everything. Yes. <laughs> this is like trashed everything. Did you notice that Toxic Avenger Part 2 was hidden behind a bookcase? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't want to actually display that poster too big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it was the Part 2 we do not want to acknowledge after it happened. <laughs> God. But they, they also had the first movie's poster. Like, <laughs> Was that a joke? Were they like, huh, oh, it wouldn't be funny if in the second movie someone's got a poster for the first movie? I mean, I mean, well, I guess Hard Ticket to Hawaii did have Malibu Express poster and, in the- uh, And Halloween 3 had the TV advertisement for the first Halloween. Yeah, so the I guess Newcomb High- Well, no, they, they said it took place here, so they made a movie off of those events, maybe, yeah, in this world? It's, I don't know. The uh, The logic doesn't make any sense- at all, like, I can't like it, our logic on a detail in the background. Is yeah, us. right. <laughs> when it when it when it's really just ah, eh, throw some shit on the walls. It'll look nice. Except part two is so bad that you had to move your bookshelf or whatever <laughs> right. out of the way, then hang it, and then put your bookshelf back to block it. Seeing so like I tried. Jessica's still harboring animosity. Never towards, forget. Towards <laughs> Where was he at? Tokyo. Yeah, was it? yeah. For some reason, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. The excessively long epic that was that was only half of the story too. Yeah, from now I, I want to greet you now on like uh, like Jessica, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! You're making people want to watch that one. <laughs> Damn, you're, I know. you're right. Don't. <laughs> I'm sure there's a YouTube video that's only like three minutes long that basically is the whole movie. There you go. That's the best part. So uh, on his way to experiment, Roger notes how disgusting the community has become, and we see the squirrels doing vile things like beating people up and tossing babies, which Roger saves one, and he gets hit. And uh, uh, what do we think of Roger? Oh, I got some stuff to say about Roger. (laughs) First of all, let's get this out of the way. What's up with that hair? Yeah. (laughs) Was that a choice? Was it a dare? I mean, that's no, not even cool in Tromaville. Like, no, it looks like he has three haircuts. He got he yeah. went he went to the stylist. He said, "All right, I, my hair's too long. Give me a crew cut." Okay, no, stop. Too close. Make it spiky on the side. Okay, leave it long in the back. I want to bet it in the tail. Pick a lane, dude. There was one point where I was looking at him, and I was like, "Wait, is that his hair combed over that way, or is it buzzed that way?" I could not tell. Like it was on like the top of his head, and I was like, couldn't tell if it was like comb that way or that was what like the buzz looked like. I was it just is baffling. Like this this guy, he wants to get laid. Cut that hair, dude. Figure it out. <laughs> He's got no muscles. No, like, like it's not the it's not the smell. Oh, apparently, he smells because every time anyone sees him, he says he stinks. Yeah, they kept bringing that up, but then then what? It was because he was not a like a. Humanoid or a Cretan? Subhumanoid? So, sub, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> I should have got that right. <laughs> it is in the title. <laughs> it is in the title. They tell us that a few times. Yes, yes. Subhumanoid is mentioned almost <laughs> as many times as this theme song is played. Oh, right. by the way, <laughs> I... it's already played twice. <laughs> by yes, the way, it I has. point that out. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Roger and. Um, I don't know. This guy, he's a professional wrestler. He's he's all built and jacked. Like, uh, Jessica, uh, speaking as for every woman, because uh, that's a, a fair thing to put on you, uh, d- do you find, uh, Steve, an attractive human being outside of the smell that he apparently has? Uh, not really. I feel like he just puts off this desperate vibe. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he was more confident and acted cocky and, you know, started pushing old ladies down, he'd <laughs> be more attractive. It would you, fit It was fit his haircut, right? It would. You know what he looks like? Public access Sam Jones. 
<laughs> like if you were to put on <clears throat> the 1980 film Flash Gordon, yeah, and did it in your hometown on local public access TV, this is your guy. <laughs> yeah, poor buddy. You look at early 90s. And yeah. Emperor Ming would talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very clear it's the early 90s because there is so much day glow in this. And <laughs> there's just so much uh, just, just, just muscle wear. You know, just the sleeveless shirts, the thin thin straps, just so much of that in this film. And it is ew. It is ew. Yeah. Yeah, this is a gross movie. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, it is... Even outside of the monsters. Yes. <laughs> it's a gross movie. Uh, so Holt interviews Roger for the experiment, and in the room he's blindfolded, and Victoria comes in to uh, service him, and he peeks at her and is in love, and they do stuff. I must say stuff, because I, yeah, I guess, I guess they're trying to tell us they have sex, but we see that she has a mouth where her navel is, and Holt watches all this in amusement with uh, this fat bearded guy, the high pitched voice, who is Dean Okra. She's over 65 men in less than three hours, and she made each one feel like he was special. Oh, you're quite a genius, Professor. Not to mention a delectable sex kitten. She takes note that Victoria is actually enjoying the sex with Roger as opposed to the 65 other guys she slept with prior that day. Holt then gives us a history of trying to create the ultimate subservient beings. We also get a tour of her creations showcasing the stop motion talent on the film uh, as we see like three creatures and uh, that were made with like one color of clay and then they just, that's good enough. We don't have time. (laughs) Her ultimate discovery of gene splicing was procured by having a primate and human mate. And there is an incubation chamber where these subhumanoids grow to adults in nine months. And she plans to implement these subhumanoids into society to do the jobs nobody wants. And then Dean Okra sees an opportunity to profit from this all and use them in things like wars. We haven't talked about the Dean that much yet. Well, he just showed up. This is the first time. Exactly. We have talked like the Dean, but we haven't (laughs) talked about the Dean. (laughs) We sure have. Is anyone surprised that someone that looks like him would be watching people have sex? Or be in a trauma movie. No. Or be in a trauma movie. <laughs> yeah. You already know how I feel about the fat guys in trauma films. <laughs> We've got Woo, several cool, yeah, in this Jessica. movie. Woo. It's okay to be fat, but like the CPR class and then the leader of the squirrels and then this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's not just that this guy is overweight. It's that he is, he's got that f- weird frizzy hair and a that- gr- sweating sweating he is the sweatiest human being that's ever lived if you took all the sweat from the 70s which is the sweatiest decade of any point in history apparently recorded or otherwise that would come close to how sweaty this guy is there is a ring of filth i don't know what it is around where his beard and his face meets it is Mm -hmm. it is coagulated Something. It's oh, I was a, gonna say sexy, but okay. It's, it's it's a it's a white film. I don't know what it is, but I mean, like, well, I like, almost feel like it looks like there's like glue for like a wig or a fake beard, but those are like those aren't fake. Those are real. He's got some right. He's just so gross and sweaty. Like I think he's just wiping himself off, but it doesn't do anything. And then just whatever, like he manages. The moisture that he manages to move is just on the ring of his face, and it just collects in his beard and his and his hair. And every time he talks, he's like, you can tell he's like straining himself. Yeah, like, like this, to make that voice. This isn't his voice, so why? Whose choice was this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it's oh, and it's it it almost like it's painful to watch him. Yes. Like I just want him off the screen every time. He's on, and especially when he's talking, because he gets up really close to Holt all the time, and is like speaking like into her cheek, and just I feel bad for her. And yeah, I yes, I absolutely do. She does not deserve this. This is the the uh, even though she was in Toxic Avenger <laughs> two and three, she does not deserve this. There are multiple people from Toxic Avenger two and three in this right. movie. She's just the most predominant one. And what is, folks, 
What is up with her hair? <laughs> this the beehive, yeah. Well, Marge Simpson was a new thing then, so I guess eh? is that what it is? I yeah, maybe that. I mean, if you have to think about it, Simpsons just were hitting their you know huge it's new popularity. December of eighty nine, it came yeah, out. So. so and this was probably shot in ninety. So they're hitting their, they're approaching their peak of uh, cultural significance, or right. the, the big impact anyway, initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's got like bird eggs in her hair because, all right, fine, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. Just There's a point where she, we- later on, when she wears like a little hair cap on it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Me up. It's just so silly. Yeah, at least they took I, advantage of the silly thing they did. It wasn't just... Like, here it is. Eh? Like, no, they did other things with it. You're right, Jessica. So, good for them. She hid, yeah, there's stuff in there. I liked her jeans. I love jeans the jeans splicing, splicing yeah, joke. That was, yeah, they put, they show, she said, talks about trying jeans splicing, and you see two jeans that were, like, sewn together. Our first experiment was with denim. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb, but it's it appropriate. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It was the most entertaining cell that we saw for the next few <laughs> minutes. After this, we get a montage of subhumanoids and uh, Roger wanting to reconnect with Victoria. And then Hoxie wanders onto the set during uh, something. It's so crazy that it's, it's not just breaking a fourth wall, it's breaking a fifth wall. It's just there to be there. And Toxie, where'd you come from? Toxie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Cut. What is that? Who is that guy? Me, help me! Get him on the set! I'm getting blown again here. I can't believe this. I'll handle it. Melvin, Toxie, baby. Are you killing me here? We're trying to shoot the sequel to Class of Newcomb High. You're supposed to be on stage C on the other side of the line. Okay, come on now, everybody back to one. Let's go. Come on, one more time. Come on. Come on. Come on. Roll sound. Camera and action. So, so were, were you relieved or concerned when you saw Toxie, Jessica? Because this looks like Toxie two. Toxie. Well, Toxie. Well, is it after two already came out? Yeah, two and three were already been, out. They're filming three, right? Or well, they probably were filming stuff, but like three came out in ninety, and this was released in ninety one. I think. I think that's how it went. It was funny. I laughed. I'm like, "Hey, Toxie," <laughs> but if I knew it was part two, Toxie, I'm like, "Get just you know what? Don't <laughs> even go back to your set either. Just go home." <laughs> <laughs> but they were in Tokyo, so Although, yeah, I, I was thinking there. You know, there's multiple times in this movie where the squirrels are beating the shit out of people for I don't know existing. And I thought, they're in Tromaville. Where's Toxie? Right. <laughs> like, he has this traumatized. He should be stopping these people brutally attacking other human beings. He just steers yeah. clear of the university. Yeah. Even he's like, fuck that place. Toxie doesn't protect Tit. No. <laughs> he's at the gym. <laughs> right. That's right. Where all the real crime happens. Uh, with better music. During a basketball game with a transfer student who has improved the team since she showed up. She winds up spazzing out and turning into one of the mutant balls, to which Holt cleans it up. And during some dance going on, <laughs> Roger has <laughs> has a run-in with Yoke before he goes to meet his editor, Professor Jones. He tells her about what he saw on the basketball court, to which she title drops. Did you notice anything unusual about this person before you witnessed the so-called meltdown? Well, she was acting sort of strange and zombie-like, kind of subhuman. So you'd say you witnessed a subhumanoid meltdown? And, and tells him she wants him to write juicy garbage articles, even if they aren't true. Well, nobody wants to read the truth. I don't understand. There's no money in the truth, you journalistic jerk-off. People want to read gossip. Slimy, dirty, sleazy gossip. That's where the money is, my friend. Uh, so the, the, the dancing, um, this is happening like in a newspaper office. Or like outside, like, I was like, I guess they're at a dance or why? No, like they are dancing inside the newspaper office because there's a secretary or a receptionist, whatever. And then 
then there's the actual editor's office. So, uh, I don't know, the way I would set up a newspaper office, it wouldn't just be one person's office, it would be the newspaper's office. So, it's just the squirrels just dancing and sweating in there for reasons unknown. Like, there's no way the squirrels are writing for the paper. Right. At lunch, uh, with Dolphin being served, uh, Yoke and the squirrels attack Roger and pour, I think it's a beer on him. And then, but it looks like milk when it hits him. And uh, Janitor comes to clean it, and it's Victoria. And he's excited, but she has no real idea who he is. But his constant mentions of Professor Holt make her fond of him. And they begin a little courtship as he has no idea about how weird she's behaving. <laughs> and then she, they end up tossing each other. But when Victoria tosses Roger, he hits his head and is unconscious. And she leaves him a note to meet up later and do that sex thing again and takes off. Like, I'm pretty sure that. Victoria doesn't remember Roger because Roger is probably an incredibly forgettable lover. Yeah, those roids don't help you down there. But she should remember the smell. I mean, apparently you can smell him from across the campus. I don't like how Roger's like manipulating her and lying just to like get laid again. Right. He's like, Professor Holt really likes me and she like really wants me to hang out with a nice girl and uh, we should probably do it again. (laughs) And she's like, that sounds legit. And, Jeez. And it's funny to me, like, she looks like, I mean, all the people here don't look like college students, but she looks like a little bit significantly older than everyone. Oh, but yeah. then again, I feel like maybe she is their age, but she's just that person that she already, like, looks like late 30s. So when she hits her late 30s, she, she looks good still or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. one of those people that just always look kind of a little older than they were. And then when they hit that age, we're, it's like, oh, yeah. I felt like she like was maybe ten years older than him, but oh I yeah, may be off. Well, this was also the period of long butt underwear. And oh yeah, it was. Yeah, everyone wears long butt underwear. <clears throat> Every woman does in this movie, and that does not help. That is not a long As butt. Made is famous not... by Buns of Steel. Company. That's right. That's right. Young young butts are not long butts. Some of them, they just look so saggy. Yeah, like there's something. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know why. Uh, society, or at least uh, white society, said, "Hey, I want my butt to hang low and flat and sad, hot, hot." Uh, so we catch up with Holt, and she's continuing with her experimentation and racing against time to find a cure for the subhumanoid meltdown. Dean Oker shows up to inquire about the reports of malfunctioning subhumanoids, which she denies and. He asked to have Victoria and some other guy sent to a squirrel party. At the squirrel party, Yoke feeds the male guy that went over there a glass bottle, and he ends up, after chewing it all up and looking like he's getting his, like Hellraiser stretch-faced, he subhumanoid meltdowns. Uh, the recovery team shows up, and we find out Victoria never came to this party. She skipped it to be with Roger, and she's upset with Roger. She's upset that she lied to be with him and is confused that she's able to have feelings. She leaves, and Roger switches on the light and notices her navel flipping out. And Victoria runs away, and off screen we hear, there she is, grab her. And then she's she's returned to Holt, who Yoke reports she had been with Roger, who is out looking for her, and he followed the high-pitched whine of Dean Oker's voice to find her, and Roger's disgusted at all the experiments. Oker's not happy with this, and Holt quits, but Oker has her and Victoria detained. (laughs) <laughs> the most realistic part of this movie is when Victoria and Roger are having sex this time. And <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because they're on a futon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. it's the only <laughs> realistic part of the entire movie. That's where college sex happens. <laughs> Did you guys find the, the mouth on the navels thing to be gross at all? Or what would you? What was your reaction yes. to it? Yeah, it's... And they they like have the tongues going out and blah, blah, blah. Just, it wouldn't when they yeah. had the two mouths on the stomachs making out or oh. and then smoking and yeah yeah if it wasn't just so gratuitous it was it's just so close up like yeah like they they are proud of those mouths aren't they <laughs> man it's like we made them we're gonna use every fucking one we got should we reuse any of them no we make a new mouth for every shot we have and and what was Dean Okra's cell of the the subhumanoids to the squirrels. Like, hey, you want to murder some people? Just for a few dollars, you can have some of our subhumanoids. Um, like, I guess. Um, 
the 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 squirrels don't seem to have a lot of scruples. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Right. They viciously attack anyone for reasons. Reasons. I think you know what I think it is. I think Yoke, the leader of the squirrels, hates himself, so he projects it out on others. Yeah. Oh yeah. Instead of just instead of just eat less. Could you imagine one of the subhumanoid mouths on that stomach? Oh. Oh. Gross. And some of them are like oozing green stuff too. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Yeah. Oh. I do like. What is it? He, Roger says. I love you, Victoria. I want to see your beautiful maiden fern in the light. And that's what he said to see. Oh, and then he saw her mouth on the belly button. But man, if that line doesn't get you going in college, <laughs> I don't know what does. Now, now, Jessica, or you said earlier he wasn't that attractive. Now, when he said that, did that do anything for you? Did you did you think, all right, he, now he's got the street lingo converted? <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point you just slap him in the face and say, "Just, sh- just don't talk. Just shut up. You're not helping yourself, buddy." Damn. It's, like, it's a good no. thing we. It's a good thing we already had sex because that would have killed it. I'd been. He probably narrated the entire time he's having sex, recording it, like, "Hey, Deborah, when we were doing it, it was magical and blah blah blah, or whoever he was talking to." That Deborah, Diane. Diane, the girl with the news. Uh, yeah, Diane. 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 Yeah. His his money penny for some reason. I don't get that, but okay. She she types for him. Sure. Someone's got to tell the story <laughs> so there's not actual dialogue. Right. That makes sense. So uh, outside, a hazmat guy tosses a cooler of radioactive waste, which attracts a squirrel. Uh, Roger goes back to Diane to tell her they need to use the power of the press to stop all the madness that's going on, and he presents it to his editor, who finds... It all to be unqualified rumors, and the squirrel then emerges from the cooler looking mutated, and in the editor's office, the janitor enters, melts down, strangles the editor, Mr. Jones, and tosses her out the window in front of Roger. Roger checks out her office and freaks at the subhumanoid ball that is calling to him and chasing him. Uh, they go back to his dorm, and Murray, the name of the ball, tells him uh, he needs to save Victoria, and Holt has the antidote for her. <laughs> Guys, what's um, what's up with the flying ghost baby doll with the wings and fishtail? I don't know what that thing is. <laughs> right? They didn't show it to us in one of the cells. It's just like around. Just, and somehow it knows Roger's name. How does it? I said creepy flying demon ghost. Yeah, like, like, like I don't like what? Like, I, I can't. What? What's it's the creepy? Fuck? I will give it. A, it's effective. It is I, creepy, but like, I don't understand where it came from, what it's doing, and but as a design and how they and how they actually shot it in that one shot where it comes around the corner and flies through the screen, <laughs> that works. Yeah, it's such a creepy thing, and then it's never in the movie ever again. Like, well, nope. what? What the fuck time, was that? Time and money, <laughs> time and money, and you got to use all that footage. <laughs> It's you like shot in, it. You're using it. It's like in The Shining when there's that like bear blowjob scene in the yeah. <laughs> like what? Why is that? That's creepy. But why is it in your movie? <laughs> People partied at the hotel. <laughs> they, they, they they sure do. And how about and how about that uh, that waste management that they have? <laughs> yeah, just tossing the. <laughs> it's in it's it's in a cooler. It's in a cooler that you'd find at a grocery store. <laughs> and we got and we we should mention there are like hazmat dudes all over. Like in the last movie, there was a there was a, a, a multiple. There was the story of the students, and then at the same time, there is you know we're we're in, involved in the drama going on at the nuclear plant. There's no nuclear plant drama in this. There's just extras in costumes all <laughs> over the place here. Yeah, there's just people in hazmat suits and gas like masks all the time. Yeah, and the guards, and they spray random people on the grounds. Yeah, but... With students. What was that, that, that methylene? I can't remember. That there's some kind of chemical that they sp- keep spraying on people. Like, like, okay, Lloyd Kaufman, you're clearly trying to make a statement on chemicals. We, we know that. That's what you do. But at the same time, like, there's no payoff to these chemicals being sprayed on people. Like... Mm-hmm. They don't make them stronger or weaker or sicker. It's just like, oh, shut up. Uh, chemicals aren't that bad. Like, 
okay, like there's an, there's enough in your movie. We don't need to throw that on there too. <laughs> right. Roger rallies people to help him rescue uh, while the squirrels party. The uh, the squirrel, uh, not to be confused with the gang, the squirrel outside begins getting larger, and Dean Okra is threatening Colt by cutting her hair to try to get secrets from her. Uh, Roger punches his way to the rescue with the help of other students, and then Tromi, the gigantic squirrel, begins attacking the school and vomiting nuclear waste on people. Uh, the evacuation begins, and uh, there's there's a couple in the middle of this that screws and melts away during this, and the one girl's uh, you know, 80, clearly 80 yard. We're going to die anyway, so let's keep on screwing. Roger fights Yoke and kicks his ass. Nuki smokes a cigarette and uh, pisses on the towers and knocks one of them down. Uh, Dean Okra then gets his head ripped off by one of the claymation monsters. Roger finds Victoria. Holt escapes. Pandemonium is going on, and we wind up back to the start of the film. Tromi ends up picking up Holt, and she ends up getting slimed and tossed away. Uh, Roger finds her and gets the antidote and instructions from her, and he gives it Victoria the antidote. I did, like for this. I uh, my notes are just chaos and tits. Because <laughs> it's just people just just running around. And... There's no focus to any of it. Like the only focus you have is because you know who Roger is. Yeah. Well, there's people like. I, I can't tell. Does it seem like they're evacuating? Like, like is there a? It's a riot. Is there? It's a riot is happening. There's people like, yeah. like it's not just people running. People are like are fighting. Like, what the fuck is? Why would you like? Hey, there's a giant squirrel coming to destroy uh the school. Let's get in a fist fight. No, get the fuck out of there. I, I love the cheapness of Nuki's attack, though. They just relish in that. Like the the cheap buildings. The the army figure guys that he steps on. <laughs> There's even one person that gets stepped on that's like from a completely different shot of the thing stepping on somebody. Oh yeah, it's all forced perspective. Like from yeah. the from the moment you see Nuki, it, or uh, I'm sorry, not Nuki, that's, that's an entirely different film that I can't promise that we'll watch. <laughs> from the moment you see Tromi, it's all forced perspective. <laughs> like when he's getting bigger and growing, it's not even... Like, oh, you see him growing. Like, they just kind of fade to different shots of him. And for a long time, it's like, okay, that still seems like about the size of a regular squirrel. Or, like, that's a moderately sized squirrel. Like, it, it takes a long time for it. Like, okay, that seems like that's a big threat now. Yeah. And also, and also, gang, gang, why does Tromi talk? Tromi, oh, God. And he just, he's, Tromi's just like, I don't know cheap jokes like that like wouldn't it be funny they talk like this and said cuss words and stuff <laughs> thankfully he doesn't do puns something like i'm nuts for this you know stuff like no the lady did that look at the size of those nuts yeah and he's actually holding nuts i was like yeah there it is yeah, yeah so did he feed the toxic waste to the giant acorns as well is that what happened Go. I guess mm-hmm. I guess he brought the, that in there with him. Yeah. I thought he was eating the toxic waste, but apparently he ate it, and then he brought his lunch in as well. That's true, because it's a cooler. He was using the toxic waste like guac. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my! And thankfully, uh, uh, he just uh, mutated to become a giant creature and didn't get like soft bones or die of radiation or anything like that. Right. Uh, amidst this, uh, though, the Okra's head coming off was cool. I like that effect. That was and there's good. faces that melted during this too, where they have yeah. like a mass meltdown. Those, those are cool moments. Yeah, there was also uh, so, some of these faces that melt down. Yeah, after they melt, you see them in the crowd running around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're back. There's some. There's some kind of burnout that's I don't know in his late forties that are running around with these kids. Yeah. He's one of them that melts down. Yes. yes yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like if Frank Zappa didn't take care of himself. That's what this guy looks like. So, uh, Roger gives a speech about there being hope moving forward where humans and subhumanoids can live together. A helicopter flies in with a decoy acorn and leads Tromi a wave toward East Tromoville. And we hear the control guy say, is it going to work? Is the squirrel going to follow you? And then credits. (laughs) And if you, if you watch the whole credits, during the credits, we hear the control and helicopter trying to update on the squirrel, and they say they can't until Nukem High Part 4. They're like, they haven't even done Part 3! It's got to happen in Part 4! And blah, 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 blah. And folks, that's not, this isn't a cliffhanger. This is a, They just didn't have an ending, and they ran out of money. This is what 
<laughs> this oh my is. God. How do you just how... make him fall? Like it's over. <laughs> make him fall. Yeah, just make any attempt. You were You've swimming the... dolphin. You can kill a squirrel. You've got the suit. I don't know. It knocks the reactor over and it blows up. Or I don't. There's any number of things you could do. People don't just... know science. Make shit up. Just have him. Show him punch the reactor and then show the station wagon bus explosion again and say, oh, we got him. He's dead. Yeah. Call Toxie. <laughs> He's on the other set. Oh, how awesome would that have been if Toxie just came in and just like punched the thing's head oh, off? Oh, gosh. Or something. That would have been great. And then it's just over. I would have loved that. This de- like a giant ex- Toxie comes in. Oh, my God. How awesome would that have been? <laughs> just like his traumatons go crazy. Man, we've already made we've already made your movie awesome. Or Tromi wanders onto Toxie's set, and then Toxie comes over and punches him and tells him he's on the wrong set, and that's the credits. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's fine. Any number of things that stuff they already had. So nothing they did. Okay. <laughs> they could have shot this so stuff in their office. Yeah. God. Uh, and I, I felt like because we, we talked like I felt you know I was like oh. All right, this is another Toxic Avenger 2 and 3 thing where they just had a shitload of footage and they're cutting two movies out of it. But then I just looked and I was like, oh, there's the third one's like three years later. So I don't know if they just took that long to get that out. But this wasn't at a time like right now with Troma where it's like, well, we're going to do a movie. We have it. Five years later, it's released. They were like releasing things right and left here. Mm-hmm. And I and I have, I, I watched a trailer for the third one and... You can tell, it looked to me like Brick Bronski is aged between the two. All right. So I don't. we'll figure it out next time. But, uh, yeah, this is just unfinished. Calling it a cliffhanger. <sighs> Weak. And the ending is so, like, like, it's cheap even by, like, trauma standards. It's a toy helicopter mm-hmm. with a fake acorn, and it's Lloyd Kaufman talking to himself. Yeah. Done in the editing room. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely what it is. It's like, hey, you guys got that toy helicopter. Bring that over. We're going to put an ending on this fucker. We're going to end it. Right. Or they just had that footage anyway, and it's like, okay, we'll just narrate voiceover. You know, they cheat with voiceover all over this damn thing. I'll tell you what they didn't cheat with. Uh, Theme song. Fifth time. Fifth (laughs) time in this movie. It's an hour and a half, and often... When they play the theme song, what, it's two, three minutes? It's almost the entire theme song every time. (laughs) So there's like 15 to 20 minutes of theme song. Lloyd Kaufman wrote it, right? Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, He did write it. (laughs) Between exhibition and theme song, I think there's only mm, 25 minutes of movie left. Right. There's a couple montages in here. There's, yeah. So it's a weird one. Saw a person jump out the window. I always get excited about there that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we just saw it in the first one. Yeah. I'm like, Melvin. Is the squirrel going to move to East Trouvelville? Come in, please. This is Trouvelville 1. How the hell should I know? You'll have to wait and find out at the class of Nuka High Part 4. We're only supposed to lead the squirrel off screen in this movie. Class of Nuka High Part 4? You must be Class of Nuka High Part 3. This movie is only the Class of Nuka High Part 2. What? Part two, are you sure? I swear my contract says class of Nuka High Part Three. Contract? You have a contract? How come I don't have a contract? All the actors have contracts. Actors? What actors? I'm a licensed air traffic controller. Yeah, right. And I suppose that's a real squirrel about to grab my tail rotor. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are called to make applicate, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means you're just a college kid uh, at Tit University and uh, just hang in there, do your homework, don't get involved with anything. Converted, which means, eh, you're uh, you're one of the squirrels, you're good, you can own this campus. Or drink the Kool-Aid, which means you are all about the uh, navel mouth kind of oral sex. I don't know. Jessica, how do you rate class of Nukem High to subhumanoid meltdown? Uh, not exactly on the oral sex level, <laughs> but I'm I'm converted. I'm a squirrel. I'm a happy little squirrel. I think it's probably just because it's so trauma and it's like cheesy, terrible. Like I'm just laughing at everything that's happening, 
And I don't know. There's no plot necessarily. Well, there's a plot, but uh, you know. There's an idea on I'm screen. converted, damn it. Converted. I'm converted. I told Donnie about it, so that means I must like it enough to be like, you want to watch it again? I'll watch it with you, Donnie. <laughs> I'm going to make him get into it. You guys could be uh, Dean Okra and uh, Professor Holt for Halloween. <laughs> Sick. I do like her hair. We're okay. Wear a little shower cap on top. <laughs> Cullen. This is, uh, I think we, we, we've talked about how this is Troma's other major uh, franchise other than Toxic Avenger. And to me, it's kind of weird that this is other franchise. It, it just seems like a significant drop in quality from, well, I mean, not from Toxic Avenger 2, because Jesus but it it did uh it did feel kind of weird to watch but with there being a complete lack of a ending and those mouths are are gross. It is I will say this, I was never bored during it. It didn't feel longer than it actually was, which is a great sign. I say that I am converted, but it certainly is on the low end of of, of converted. I have not seen the third one yet, but I imagine that if you watch 2 and 3 in the same night it would probably be a pretty good night. So, uh, Brandon, how do you rate this thing that we watched? So this one hit the trauma accelerator from the last. The last one feels like a just a regular movie compared to this. I mean, the last one is you know, truly trauma stuff, but this is just like, who gives a fuck now? It has enough to to work. It has tons of like you know your trauma staples. It was more enjoyable to watch than Toxic Avenger Two. So if we're going neck and neck. With uh, comparisons of the two series, I will say, well, it was also uh, about like a half hour shorter than that one, too. But it, it it moved enough. It's weird enough. It's got gross stuff. Like, I don't like the belly things. I hate Dean Okra, but those are kind of things like you watch trauma to be turned off by those kind of things. It's kind of weird. It's, it sounds like torture, but those are the kind of odd things that trauma brings that you're just drawn back to. There were some cool effects in this movie that like they don't skimp on like a lot of the gore stuff when they do, they do deliver and it's just it's weird it's a completely different movie than the first one i'm interested to see what part three has like i've i've never seen this these two and three i've seen the the one after the more recent volume one for return but i have never seen part three and we get more brick bronski which i believe is him in three separate roles uh which should be very interesting uh but yeah i'm gonna go with i'm, I'm gonna go lightly converted because the first time I watched it, it was good. It was entertaining. It was it was a, it was a fine, easy trauma watch. But the second time felt uh, kind of long. Uh, but that you know, that was watching it two times within like four days too. But for for a nice watch, if you watched the first one and liked it, uh, but you know how trauma behaved later on, you're fine with this. This is probably one of the better middle of the road trauma movies. There wasn't that much cursing in the movie. No. Really. That's true. All boobies. All bo- yeah. There's a. T- can we talk about boobs before we end this? There's a big boobs. We we boobs. did mention boobs earlier, but we have to stress there's a there's a ton of boobs in this movie, like a ton. Like that might be why it's an easy watch, <laughs> because you're like, oh oh, there's, there's boobs. More boobs. You kind of a lot of bo- oh, oh, there's big boobs and medium boobs and yeah, it's suntan boobs or what not suntan uh suntan line boobs yeah. it's early 90s it, it, like wh- you gotta have the triangles victoria wears that top where it's like just have her topless i mean that's just <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that like they're that... basically falling out she's wearing what a belt around her boobs i think it's not <laughs> much and I got to give a credit to miss lisa gay we've got three trauma movies with her in it and she is not Taking her top off that we've done on the show. Has she ever taken her top off in a trauma? I movie? don't know, but I haven't seen it. Well, so she I... certainly did get felt up by the dean, unfortunately. That's true. That's yeah. true. Good acting too, because she smiled the entire time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, when she started getting excited, I'm like, yeah, I I don't think I could do that. So uh, again, speaking for all of womankind, uh, Jessica, because it's, it's a fair <laughs> thing to put on you. Well, there's a lot of boobs in this movie. How do you like? Is that like a deterrent when you're watching a film or you're like, God, again? I mean, or at least with this film, I guess I should say. With this one, I just learned to accept it. I was like, oh, I get it. They're, you know, her subhumanoids. And, uh, <laughs> it's, 
it's Chromaville. Why not? And I end up just start looking at all the boobs and appreciating how different everyone was. Because I don't feel like these were, were they all, like, they didn't really seem fake. No. There might have been one woman that had fake giant gazongas or whatever, yeah. but like, I don't there know. There really were it doesn't a, a surprising me. amount of enormous breasts in this movie. And even clothes drew attention to them. There's that one big woman that had like eyeballs where her nipples oh, yeah. were on her shirt. Yeah, my, I think my favorite pair in the movie uh, was when Roger was running around and he was running on the facility and he said, like, it's bigger than I thought. And it was just like an extreme close up of just boobs. <laughs> he just kept like making like, like, you know, mentioning stuff about the facility. But it was clear he was just talking about this enormous rack on this on this woman that was just nice enough to stand there and let them film her. It was very kind of her. Come explore the forbidden secrets burning through the pages of Girl Talk. Call 1-900-230-1700 and listen in on women confessing their deepest, darkest thoughts. I couldn't help myself. I just had to tell. I didn't mean to hurt him. I really didn't. Accept no imitations. Hear girls in their outrageous confessions. Get the shocking truth as you flip through the pages of Girl Talk. Call now 1-900-230-1700. $2 per minute. Adults only, please. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we continue Trome and the Newcomb High series with Class of Newcomb High Part 3, The Good, The Bad, and The Subhumanoid from 1994. And Jessica, you're going to stick around for that, right? You're not... Yeah, I'm excited. Tromed off? Okay. So yeah, stay seated for this and listen next week or in a row if you're listening later on i don't know oh also also don't forget to check out our uh youtube page right now which does have an active playlist that's continuing to go on that cullen's building and you should check it out because it's pretty fun to listen to um we look forward to next time but first stay tuned for the trailer to class of newcomb high three the good the bad and the subhumanoid the trailer that actually trails tromaville is threatened for the third time by three times the evil I can rule everything! Let's do it! I kill the girl! Three times the mutated monsters. Ah, somebody get me a Kleenex. And three times the nuclear meltdowns. (laughs) Only one man can stand up to this triple threat. A man with three times the guts. Three times the strength. Oh, Ilvomi! <sighs> and three times the acting roles. This is Mayor Smith speaking. Excellent, Dick. Natalie, I love you. Wrestling star turned action hero Brick Bronski is the good. Because I'll never use my power to cause harm to anyone. The bad. I'll keep my mind on maiming and killing, sir. And the subhumanoid class of Newcomb High. Part three, three times the nuclear-powered action. Three times the nuclear-powered passion. Three times the nuclear-powered nuclear power in the good. Looks like you underestimated the good people of Tromaville. The bad. I thought the idea was to terrorize this town and not let anyone know who it is. And the subhumanoid class of Newcomb High, part three. Starring Brick Bronski as Adelaide the Good. You'll never get me to do it. Except that way. Co-starring Brick Bronski as Dick the Bad. I never felt this way before. Featuring Brick Bronski as the Subhumanoid. With special guest appearance by Brick Bronski as the mayor of Tromaville. This is a trauma movie, so dry those eyes and rejoice. This is the good, the bad, and the subhumanoid. Class of Newcomb High, Part 3. From Troma. <laughs> listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, 
advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Kiss your ass goodbye. Kiss your ass goodbye. Kiss your ass goodbye.